Life is not easy. It is very true. Because I don't understand how as a kid I thought life is going to be easy. I think it's mainly because before as a kid life was definitely really easy. Life was simple. Life was simple. It was simple. Do you know that ad that we see on, on TV all the time? Simples. Where's the me rats or me, me cats? Me cats? Yeah, simples. <laughs> Life was simple as a kid. I remember all I did was go to school, come back home, eat, play games, watch TV and have a great time. Cartoon Network, Disney Channel. Oh, back in the day, Nickelodeon. Oh, yeah. That's what it was. Life was great. Life was great. I didn't worry about anything. I didn't think about anything. I was so isolated on what I knew. And I was happy with that. You know, because obviously growing up, you start to learn more. And you start to see and understand how life is and what comes with it. And that may scare a lot of people off. It didn't scare me off, but I don't want to, <laughs> I don't want to be dealing with it. But I guess I have to, you know. But life as a kid was great. I remember when thinking about what I wanted to do in the future, where it's always like that question, what do you want to do in like 10 years from now or 15 years from now? 10 years from now, I was just finishing high school, so I never knew why that question was there. But like 20 years from now, um, I think I wanted to like, you know, get a job build a house, have a family, and have a lot of cars, and, like, just be rich. That's what it was. And that's what was simple about it, is just that that's what I thought it was going to be. I didn't think about anything else. I didn't know anything else. But, like, now, in the future, in the present, um, I, it's, it's, for me to want that, it's hard. <laughs> I don't think I'm going to get that anytime soon. Due to economy and due to a lot of other things. But like, yeah, I don't know. Life was simple to say. Life was easy to say. Or the meaning of life as a kid was easy to think of. And, um, but now living through it and like still living through it and Obviously, it's going to change over time, but life is not easy. Paying bills, people who pay mortgages. We have, damn, we have a lot of things we need to pay. <laughs> everything is money. That's the thing. Every, everything is money. For you to be, li- I, I thought I wasn't recording for a second and I was about to go crazy. But <laughs> everything is money. That's every actually everything is money. Yes, that's very true. We live our lives. Most people live our lives to pay taxes and to pay bills and to buy things and everything is money. So I think about life what was the meaning of life for some people you know is it for you to get a job work provide for your family and um get the things you want and then you know maybe build generational wealth is that what life is is that what the meaning of life is for you to be happy for you to what 
have a great time for you to live life to the full. <laughs> yeah. It's easy to say, but is that what it is? The only reason I'm saying is because for me, as a Christian, I think it's different. Life is hard in general, but life as a Christian, I feel like it's double that. I'm not saying for the people who are non-Christians or people of faith or religious or anything that your life is easy. Life is not hard. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that for me, as a Christian, life is, I feel like it's a lot harder. Obviously, in general, we all have laws and rules we need to follow and we know there's certain things we can and can't do. Putting water with electricity, we know we shouldn't do that, otherwise we're going to die. You can't stick a fork into a power port because you know you're going to die. Well, you, you're going to get electrocuted and die. <laughs> Those are things and the laws we need to follow. We know we can't break certain laws. We know we can't rob people. We know we can't steal from people. We know we can't do these laws that the government in place. But also, before the government in place, it was laws in the Bible. And just put that clear. Because it was in the Bible before it became a local Western Australian law. <laughs> or a local Australian law. Or any other country, wherever you are. Just go back to the Bible. And it was there. But. You know, that's. We all have those things. But as a Christian, I feel like it's double. Because we also have the commandments we know follow. We know that we can't sin. And there's a huge aspect of that. And what sin is. Uh, I know sin will be. I feel I think sin is the same, but sin is different in like what people classify to be a sin. And that ultimately is up to you and maybe your church and like your doctrine and like certain things. But there's obviously the things that the Bible says, so you to figure that out is just another jumbling of things, you know? But yeah, on top of that, that's the Christian life, you know? It's not as simple as anyone would think it would be, it's a lot harder because we have, I guess, double of what we need to follow if you were not Christian. And like, the meaning of life for a Christian, what is it? For me, I can only say that, for me specifically, the meaning of life, for, damn. When I say meaning of life, it just sounds so, you know, it's just, it's, you know when I can, I don't know, how can I describe this in a way? I don't know, it, it has like that punch to it. You know when, so, when people say something has like a punch to it, where it like sounds good or like it's like hefty? When you, someone says meaning of life, it just, it's just like, ooh, it's like a punch. You're like, ooh. <laughs> but meaning of life, damn. I think for me, from what I understand, and from what I'm doing or trying to do, is to do God's work and fulfill His purpose. You know, is to do what He wants me to do. Is to seek Him, is to follow Him, is to, um, yeah, do His work. And bring people into the house of the Lord, bring people to Him. Missionary stuff, you know, like, missionary? Yeah, missionary or evangelism stuff. Bring people to God or spread the gospel or spread the word you know I think that's what it is is to fulfill God's purpose or his purpose that he has for you 
That's what I think it is as a Christian or for myself. I don't know, if you're if you're a Christian and if you're non-Christian, whoever you are, whatever you may be, there's a lot of identities nowadays. I'm not judging, just just putting it out there because I have to say it. You may not be anything. Male, female, other. You know, what do you think the meaning of life is? What's the meaning of life to you? Let me know. Post it in the comments. Post it somewhere. Tag me in something you see. Just let me know. What do you think the meaning of life is to you? And I want to understand. But like I was saying before, I'm not judging anyone. I'm not saying your life is less harder than another a Christian's life. I'm not saying anything like that. I'm just saying in my personal experience and understanding, I definitely think it's a lot different and a lot harder. But if it is, that's from me. But the thing with that, ultimately, life is hard in general. But, and the Bible says we all go through seasons. Like in Ecclesiastes 3, 1, to everything there's a season and a time for every purpose under heaven. We all have seasons we go through. There's a lot of seasons. And life is hard. But what I've come to see, what I know from what I've seen from other people, it's people giving reasons for their seasons. You know what I say to that? Say seasons don't mean reasons. Just because you're going through a certain season doesn't give you certain reasons. You know? Example. Just because you're going through a season, a sad season, um, a season of confusion, of lust, of worry, I feel like ultimately it doesn't give you a reason to stop seeking God. To stop warning God. To stop asking God to be in your life. Because that's what we should be doing, no? Um, like Matthew 6, 3, First seek the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Um, I guess that doesn't really relate to like feelings, but like seek the kingdom of God and his righteousness in everything you do. We have Psalms 56, 3. When I'm afraid, I put my trust in you. And I guess that's in general with anything, not even afraid when I'm upset, when I'm, I'm worried, when I'm, ha- like any other emotion you may have, put your trust in God, speak to God, pray to God. Prayer is everything. As a Christian, we should know that prayer is everything. When we're sad, we're upset, when we're happy, we're, we're lost, we're any situation we're going through, pray about it. Speak to God. Let God go into your situation. Don't try and control your situation yourself because it's never going to go the way it's meant to be going. You may you may be helping in a way. You may think you're helping in a way. Um, and it, and you eventually get out and it's good and all. But it's not where God wanted it to go, you know. So in certain situations, when you're going through certain things, don't back off. Don't stop going to church. Don't stop praying to God. Don't stop... Um, not doing the work of God because you're limiting yourself from God actually being in your life to help you out of that situation. Whatever situation we're going through, we should be putting God at the center, putting God first, allowing Him to take control of our life, allowing Him to take control and guide us out of it because that's who He is. That's what He's done throughout the Bible. That's what He's done. He's led us from where we are to a bigger place. He's brought you from all the things you've gone through and brought you to a different place, you know. 
for me, for example, it's brought me out of a lot of things. I used to be hanging out with the wrong crowd. I used to be doing the wrong things. I used to be doing all those things you did in high school. But he's led me out of that and he's brought me to him into a place where I can continue to seek him and continue to go in his direction and listen to him and do his work and fulfill his purpose. And ultimately, because of that, he's blessing me with all the things he's been giving me and all the things he's doing for me, you know? That's how it is. Like, seasons don't mean reasons. You, you may be going through a season, but it doesn't give you reason to stop seeking God. God doesn't put you through a season. He's like, okay, hey, Jimmy, I'm going to put, actually, I wouldn't say Jimmy for whoever, any Jimmy's out there, I'll say my name. Hey, Samuel, I'm going to put you through this season so then you can stop seeking me, so you can stop wanting me, you know, stop doing my work. So I'm going to put you through that season. Why would God do that? Why would God want that? I feel like a lot of us think that. Like, why would God's not telling us to do that? God's not wanting us to do that. God wants, God wants us to seek Him. God wants us to need Him. I feel like sometimes God puts us in situation because He wants us to get Him more, to pursue Him more. That's, that's what He does. So don't ever think when you're in a season that it's time for you to like give up and stop and take a break. I'm sorry, there's no time for breaks. <laughs> there's no time. When Jesus was on earth, he didn't take a break. He didn't be like, hey guys, give me a week and then I'll come back. You know? <laughs> if Jesus would have done that, that would have been the funniest thing ever. <laughs> but Jesus didn't do that. He pursued every day. And Jesus was hated by a lot of people that's the thing like you're not hated by a lot of people you may have someone that said something bad to you but this doesn't mean you're hated by the whole world just because one person doesn't like what you're doing doesn't mean everyone hates you everyone a lot of people didn't like jesus for who he was especially the religious people it's always it's always the people you're close to isn't it it's always the people that relate to you the most like i'm not saying that the religious people back then related to like Jesus, but they were like Christians. They were all Catholics, whatever it may be. Um, Jews. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what it is. Um, but it's you know, like Jesus was hated, and he pursued to it. And I'm not saying that we're we're all like Jesus, and Jesus was strong, but like you know, don't. Don't limit yourself because of your own understanding. We ultimately have a narrow perspective and understanding and um, we know less than what God knows. We don't know more than what God knows, you know. Don't ever think you know more than God because let's not do that. <laughs> let's not. I remember I was listening to a pastor who's preaching and he was speaking about like, I think he was speaking about creation and then he was speaking about like um god and i think it referenced in the bible somewhere i don't think i'll be able to find it but it was god saying that like he he built earth and like his hands like the stretch of his hands and then he was like explaining it to the people he's like to the rest of the church he's like everyone hold out your hands and like do like an l shape and stretch out your hands as much as you can from your thumb to your index and now picture the world being around that. Actually, on top of that, picture 
the heavens and the earth, the whole universe, everything around that. And that's God. That's what God is saying. He holds this in his hands. He built that in his hands. In the stretch of his, his index and his thumb. That's what God did. That's, that's, that's just the earth. Where we're living right now. The heavens and the earth. The whole universe. In the stretch of his hands. That's how big it is. So what makes you think that anything you have is bigger than him? That he can't take control and he can't win the battle you're going through. I feel like that's definitely you being selfish. Actually, not not selfish. I definitely think that's you just thinking you're better than God. That's that's risky. I'm just gonna put it out there. That's risky. You thinking you're better than God. Look what happened to Satan. <laughs> Look what happened to Lucifer. He wanted to take control. He wanted to be king. He didn't want to listen. And he he's, he's down there. But he's I know he's impacting some of our lives. But like he's not winning. He's never going to win. He's never going to win the battle. Like that doesn't, that doesn't happen. That's God. You know. God's the winner. God's the maker. God's the king of kings. The lord of lords. He's the one. So ultimately, nothing is bigger than God. So if if you know that and if you hear that, why must we try and like look to other places? Why must we just not give it all to him and allow him to take control and lead? And I understand that. And the thing is like God works I can't for me personally, I understand this, but I it's just hard for me sometimes because I don't I know God speaks to us through people through like certain things we'll go through like therapy or like other things like that I believe God can speak to us through like those people you know but it's just actually it's just pretty hard for me to understand but like I definitely think it's true so don't limit yourself don't put yourself in a position where you're not having God intervene into your problems and your situations because you think it's too big for God or that he can't help you. The first place you should ever go is him. He should be the center of your life, the center of everything. God should be in the middle of anything you're trying to do. And I know a lot of things is like, it's easier said than done. I understand that. But it's just your faith. It's just actually having hope and having faith in God that he will do the things he said he will do. Don't doubt him. I feel like that's the least you can do is doubt him. The least you can do is actually just not trying at all. I don't know. That's how I see it. That's how I... Where did I, where did I even start with? Damn, I really went on a tangent there. <laughs> but... <laughs> yeah. Because seasons just don't mean certain reasons, in all honesty. But being a Christian is amazing. Being the Christian, being a Christian, yeah. I don't know. I, where is it? Um, what try to see? Oh, where's it called? Revelations, Revelations, and when the New Jerusalem, and um, yeah, and like in Revelations. 21 describing the new Jerusalem. I just brought it up. 
like of all the pearls that the gates are or the pillars is it gates or pillars like the construction of its walls were of jasper the city was pure gold like clear glass damn <laughs> think about that now like think about a place where there's no darkness and it's only light and the only light is coming from God there's no sun there's no like the light is coming from God think about a place where there's no troubles where there's no sadness there's no sorrows there's nothing like that there's no like I think no marriages or like certain relationships like that it's just and then like, he goes on and describes um Royals, the foundation. Yeah, like he speaks about the gates and they all was of one pearl. Like there was like emerald and then there was like topaz and all these other jasper. Like they, there's just, you know, I think about it and like ultimately... I feel like me as a Christian, that's where I want to go, <laughs> obviously. <laughs> like, I want to see the new Jerusalem, the new the new earth, the new heavens and the new earth. New heavens? I don't want to sound wrong by saying that new heavens and new earth, I think so. If I'm wrong, someone let me know, because my bad, but that's what I want to see, like... I think as myself, I live my life to fulfill his purpose to do his work. And hopefully, I'll go there to the new Jerusalem. A place of no darkness, a place of no worries, a place of just pure. And, oh, you know, you think about it, you're like, wow. Like, I, I feel like it's not mentioned a lot. That's what we should be looking to, you know. And I feel like the problem with the society is that we don't, one, have faith or hope in a lot of things. We only ever believe things when it's right in front of us. Which is a problem. Like, as a Christian, you can't have that. You, you, can, you can have faith in God, first and foremost. But in general, if you're non-Christian or any religion, or religious in a way, um, for you to believe in something, you just need to see it. You need to have proof it's there, you know? And like sometimes, even if you have proof, you still someone don't believe it. <laughs> like it doesn't make sense. <laughs> I don't know. For me, I just that's where I want to go, and I feel like that should be our like one of our biggest inspirations. You know, is to be like to looking for that. That's what should be driving you. That's what you should know is there. Because if that was, let's say. Someone described Brabham like that. <laughs> Someone described Ellenbrook like that. Someone described Perth like that. I know, I know some, everyone's going to want to go there. Everyone's going to be like, damn, I want to go there. I want to be there. I want to experience that. But it's described, it's spoken by in the Bible. It's preached about by preachers and pastors and teachers a lot of places but we still I don't know some of us don't have that faith and that hope in it and that whatever it may be but you know what I pray that God is within all of us and that he guides all of us and that he shows us a way and ultimately we'll come to him to 
do his work and fulfill his purpose. You know, that's what it is.